Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Seven o'clock. Uh, we're continuing our conversation about the allegations uh, leveled at Mike Clevenger uh, yesterday, and kind of moving on to the the Padres part in this whole story. Again, the uh, the column in the UT. What did the Padres know? What could they have done related to Mike Clevenger allegations? Uh, it's Ben and Woods, and and really the conclusion for the most part is that the Padres. We don't know what they knew, but it likely was very little. And the what they could have done answer is is nothing essentially, because of Major League Baseball's rules with their union. Now, if you want to be upset about the union rules, go right ahead. That you know maybe it shouldn't be the the way that it is. But at this point, if Major League Baseball you know launches an investigation, I don't. I believe that teams aren't even made aware of that fact until the investigation is complete. So it's possible the Padres didn't know wow. anything at all. Um, you know, teams need to be responsible, of course, for monitoring. You know, and doing their due diligence on their own players and knowing what's going on. You can't just bury your head in the sand and go, "Hey, well, union, union no news union, is good no, news." You know, you know, I I, I don't want to know. My, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I don't want to know. I don't want any team, especially the Padres, to operate under that fashion. But at the same time, you can't just simply hear a rumor of an allegation and then go, okay, that you're, you're suspended until further notice. Right. It, it does not work that way in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the unions are are, are very, very um, – they're protect. It's a player's union, so – my thing yesterday when I saw this and and you know this this woman Olivia went to Major League Baseball in the summer she said so let let's assume it's June July and then this comes out yesterday and the reason again this is what blows my mind the reason that it came out it was because she posted it on Instagram and then Britt Giroli who we love uh, is a really really talented writer she wrote an article uh, in the Athletic we all saw it. If you didn't, it's really well done. Um, and we asked Britt to come on today, and Britt said, I can't. It's an open investigation. I, I'm just reporting what I know. But I, I I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that 
you know, last June, July, all this tumultuous, awful, all these things were going on in Major League Baseball uh, with Mike Clevenger, it gets reported to Major League Baseball, and they're like, okay, cool, we're going to do an investigation. Okay, well, nothing happened. It's January. Let's call it February for all intents and purposes. What did you need? Why did the investigation take so long? Um, the White Sox. How I mean, much longer would it have how continued? How much longer would it had this woman not said enough's enough? I'm going. Public I'm going public. This. Right, and I think you know we we see the system fail women a lot, a lot. They just do. It just does, and and it has, and it need, that needs to change. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how an MLB investigation goes, but man, the evidence that she put out in about a 12 hour period seems enough to garner at least a suspension six months ago. I know that um, a lot of people will say, you know, teams don't want to know because, hey, they they want to win. They don't want to suspend their players. Uh, I, but you got to do business the right way, well, no? I mean, I mean, I, I you know, and, and we know that Mike Clevenger wasn't 100% healthy last year either, and we... We ascribe some of his struggles to that, but in September he had an ERA near eight. In the, play- in the playoffs, he had an ERA of twenty three point right. six three. Uh, you know, this isn't a case of well, the Padres. You know, they looked the other way while Clev was having a great success. He was pitching terribly, terribly during this entire time. And whether it, you know, it had something to do with it, whether the focus wasn't there because of what was going on, it's hard to say that. The Padres were complicit because they wanted to protect their prize asset. You know, it's one thing you've got an MVP and you, you kick something under the rug because he's carrying your team and you suspend him now and the season goes down the tubes. Which happens, by it the way. It does happen. Yeah, it absolutely you know, with, happens. In Clevenger's case, you know, the Padres probably would have been better off had he been suspended. No doubt. You know, for the second half of the season because he was he was downright awful on the mound for the Padres in the second half of the year. But whether they knew anything or not, their hands were tied. They couldn't simply you just... You can't, because of the union... Yeah, m- decide to suspend a guy, you know, based on uh, an investigation being opened or rumors that are floating around. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's it's very, very... Um, yeah, the whole thing is disturbing. And again, I mean, I, I just looked again at her Instagram, and it's still even more disturbing. And, um, you know, this, again, it's not the first, this isn't the first problem he had. There were some things that happened, I think, with his with his first um, wife, maybe. I think they, they might have been married. I'm not sure. Um, and she had posted some stuff on social media about, about them, him basically booting them out. And you look at that, and I think I saw that at the time and was like, oh, man, that, you know, this, this relationship's obviously coming to an end. That's his private life. There were no allegations of de- uh, abuse of the children. But, man, when I read the account of what happened in L.A. Uh, on her Instagram, man, it just broke my heart. Um, he came to her ho- hotel room at about 3 o'clock in the morning, was banging on the door, and she let him in, and he was mad, and he threw his chew out of his mouth at his baby, which that's the one I was like, all right, bro, that's it. We're done here. Uh, and then threw a water bottle at the wall and then slapped her and then left. And you're reading that going, oh, my God. And, you know, there's pictures. There's all kinds of stuff. And I'm looking at this going, why would this take nine months or eight months? Why? Why? Why would it take eight months, you know, to say, hey, man, you have a problem. Like there's, you have a major, major problem here, and you need help. Well, I've got one more. They're thought. failing the women, but they're also failing. They're also failing 
the the player. All right, I've got one more thought here, and let me throw out the phone numbers for Take on Woods, get a contestant in uh, for a chance to win that trip to Vegas coming up in a couple of minutes. 833-288-0973. Would you agree with the statement that Major League Baseball teams, including the Padres, should should do as much diligence as they can yes. to find out what's going on in their private lives? All right, would you expand that to say that any employer should do their due diligence? Should Odyssey be monitoring what's going on in your home life to make sure that you're living an upstanding life at home? I don't know how Major League Baseball would do that. Right. I don't know how they would. This is the kind of point I'm making because I think fans, you know, instinctually would say, yeah, you're paying this guy all this money. You know, you should be doing more to make sure, you know, that he's not doing something wrong, that his personal life, his affairs are in order. But then if you ask that same person, well, do you think your employer should be doing that? Yeah, you're making less money, but should your employer right now be sniffing around a little more about your private life, looking at what people are saying about you on social media, asking more questions, maybe hiring an investigator, just to make sure, you know, there's nothing, there's no allegations necessarily against you yet, but let's just hire an investigator to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, I don't think You'd anybody would want that. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't right? think. You'd I don't, say no. I don't think anybody would want that. And, and. And honestly, your employer would probably be in the wrong if they were doing that. Your private life is your private life until it, it becomes public. public. And now that it's become public, obviously Major League Baseball is investigating and they're going through their steps that they have to take. But until then, I you know, I hate to say, well, wash your hands of it, but it's, there's not a ton that can be done, you know, by the team in the moment, you know, once, you know, this investigation starts. You have to follow those procedures. Yeah, and and you know, I saw people yesterday holding the White Sox to task, taking the White Sox to task as well, um, talking about, well, why didn't they do their due diligence? They also failed to do their due diligence on Tony LaRusso when they hired him as well. This is a systemic problem within the Chicago White Sox, but I think it's a systemic problem within the game of baseball. And if a woman goes to Major League Baseball in June and says, here's my evidence, this is a problem for me, my daughter, uh, his ex, and his her two daughters, here's the evidence, what are we waiting nine months, eight months for um, to get this guy you know, out of the game, into treatment, whatever it may be, uh, we're, we're failing, we're failing these victims, these alleged victims. Uh, and I, it's got that's got to change. I mean, I I understand a union protecting its its players and everything else, but um, you know, not not in instances like this, and that's what just kills me. And it just it breaks my heart for his, his daughters. It really does. I, I just I can't stop. thinking I think about a lot it. of people also says, well, the, to the White Sox, the investigation opened in July, so they knew he was under investigation when he signed. But and they, the answer they is, didn't. Is, it should be no. They should, Major League they Baseball should not should be not telling have told them. teams that investigations are underway. That's part of the procedure. So it's very likely that they did not know. Uh, would you Would you go ahead and sign a guy? What they said, twelve million dollars. Yeah, twelve. Would you five. pay a guy twelve million dollars knowing he was under an investigation? No, I certainly wouldn't, and I can't imagine the White Sox would either. So my guess is that they they followed proper procedures and did not know about it when they made that signing in November. It just sucks, man. Sucks all, right. all around. Tough conversation, obviously, but uh, something important that that we needed to discuss. All right, let's um, shift gears here at seven ten, and let's get to today's game of Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Take on 
Woods. All right, let's uh, let's get Mike on today. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right. I know you know how the game works. For anyone who is new, though, we've got a head-to-head competition. Mike against Woods. Mike will go first and get five questions of musical trivia. Woods is isolated. He will come back and get the same five questions. And if Mike can beat or tie Woods, he will qualify for our grand prize drawing. Get away to Las Vegas, a night stay at the win, and tickets to Sebastian Maniscalco. Hot comedian Netflix special is out called Is It Me? He's going to be there March 3rd and 4th, May 27th and 28th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Mike, your advantage is you get to pick and know the category before we start. And your choices today are, we bring back In the Forest, band names that uh, you have something in the forest in their name, rose-colored glasses, uh, the word rose figuring into those answers, and the mystery category, which is, uh, I don't tell you what it is, but the title of the two-second song will reveal all if you choose the mystery category. So, Mike. In the forest, rose-colored glasses, or the mystery category? Uh, let's try the mystery category. All right, for let's go right to the mystery category. Again, uh, you are a little bit in the dark, but I do will tell you that the title of the two-second song will reveal the theme. You'll also, though, need to get the artist to score the point. So, Polly, will start with that one. Uh, then we'll go on with the rest of them. If you don't know one, pass. We'll come back if there's time left on the clock. Mike, you ready to play? Let's do it. All right. The mystery category, locked and loaded, 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays our two-second song. Good luck, Mike. Let's take on Woods. Shine bright like a diamond. I know it. Yeah. In which song do the Beatles sing about a girl with kaleidoscope eyes? Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds. Correct. Which songwriter wrote, I'm a believer for himself, but it actually became a huge hit for the monkeys. That probably didn't feel so good. So good. So good. Um, In which 1973 hit do Seals and Crofts sing, My love, you're like a precious stone. You sure do shine. Uh, I'm going to have to pass. I'm going to have to do a diamond. Which song became a hit when Marilyn Monroe performed it in the movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? I can't even think right now. Uh, the diamond, diamonds are girls. That's right. Correct. Go back to our two-second song. Shine bright like diamond. I can't name the band yet. Okay, let's go back to which songwriter wrote "I'm a believer for himself," but it actually became a huge hit for the Monkees. That probably didn't feel so good. So good. So good. Neil Diamond. Correct. <laughs> which 1973 hit do Seals and Crofts? All right, time is up. You did get three. You got Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Neil Diamond. And Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. That song, Diamonds, our two-second song, is by Rihanna. And uh, Diamond Girl is the one you didn't get by Seals and Cross. But three is not bad on that category, Mike. Hang on. We'll see how it holds up against Woods. Come on in. Who is coming back in from his isolation. All right, Mike's score is locked in. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays our music. Good luck, Woods. Thank you. Let's take on... Mike. Shine bright like a diamond. Rihanna. Um, shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Close. <laughs> in which song do the Beatles sing about a girl with kaleidoscope eyes? Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Correct. Which songwriter wrote, I'm a believer for himself, but it actually became... Neil a Diamond. Correct. In which 1973 hit do Seals and Crofts sing, My love, you're like a precious stone, you sure do shine. 
Uh, pass. Which song became a hit when Marilyn Monroe performed it for the movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? Um, crap. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Correct. In which 1973 hit do Seals and Croft sing My Love? You're like a precious stone. You sure do shine. Something diamond. Uh, I don't know. I'm out. Oh. You needed that one. It's 3-3. Three, three. It's a tie. <laughs> Mike, good job. You qualify for the grand prize drawing. Uh, it's just Diamonds by Rihanna. Is that what it is? Yeah. You go. Yeah, close. But I, bright, like a diamond. So that was the mystery category. We, we've done a couple of these where the first song then indicates what the rest of the theme will be. Okay. Diamonds, of course, were the theme. Diamond Girl was the one you didn't diamond get by Girl. Seals and Crofts. All right. But uh, Mike, hang on the line. Didn't Pauly lose a ditty. Will, uh, yeah, you didn't lose the ditty. And uh, and Polly, we get to. I like when we get to at least give out yeah, a chance something. to win the trip to Las Vegas. So kind of a win-win or a win-tie situation. It was almost too obvious that it would be called diamonds, right? Yeah, it's almost <laughs> it like really is. too obvious. You did get Rihanna though, which he didn't get. So technically, you kind of three and a half. You you sort of won. I, I wouldn't have taken that one. Yeah. I wouldn't have taken that one. All right, uh, we'll come back. Um, you know what? We had a uh, we got don't do this coming up next. We also uh, heard from Bob Melvin yesterday. We're going to need some of that audio as well. Uh, uh, Eli he was on with Gwen and Chris. Eli Apple has lost he is his insane. He has <laughs> lost his mind. What is he doing? Eli Apple is just unhinged on Twitter right now. Bengals cornerback Eli Apple. All right, we'll do that next after check traffic with Ben Woods on ninety-seven through the fan. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Sam Levitt has launched his own podcast called Inside San Diego Baseball. Sam will dissect all the latest news from the Padres. Find it at 97.3thefansd.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. It was very fun having Sammy in while you guys were out at fantasy camp a little bit on Friday. I've gotten to work with him a few times already this year. Always enjoyable. He is a very enjoyable conversations. Yes. Enjoyable guy. All right. Uh, feels like the entire last half hour was a, a giant don't do this yes. conversation, but let's get to it, our, our real segment today. Uh, you know, I say in the intro, sometimes the apple does far fall from the tree. Eli Apple has fallen far from the tree. I don't know what he's doing right now. 
he's he's delighting in um, their big win. I mean, that was a huge win for the Cincinnati Bengals to go into Buffalo with everything that's gone on in Buffalo, Ben. And he has um, they won the game, and he has taken to Twitter. Have you seen his his tweets about where he's quote tweeting Stefan Diggs? He's saying things like, "All right, man, well." See you guys. Hope you guys have a nice trip to Cancun. Like he's going, he's he's trolling at a level that I don't know that I've ever seen. Uh, Stefan Diggs, we talked about his tweet yesterday. And due to this, he yes, says we did. it's easy to criticize my reaction more than result. Eli Apple quote tweets and says Cancun on three and does the Demar Hamlin heart hand emoji. He's getting killed. He's getting killed on Twitter. He doesn't care. He continues. To go off on Twitter, uh, they showed the Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, you know, minor, minor dust up on the sideline, and he says, "Someone get them in couples therapy. I'll pay on God." He's he's going nuts, and in fact, um, there. Was, oh, and then he says to Stefan Diggs because Diggs says corny clout chasing. He goes, "Safe travels, safe travels to Cabo, fam." I mean, it's unbelievable. Shaq Lawson says, you played a good game, but disrespect my boy Hamlin and his situation. That'll get you beat up for real. Keep it on the field. He goes, a shame you couldn't keep that same energy on the field. Maybe the outcome would have been different. Enjoy Mexico with the homies. (laughs) I mean, he's like, he's going nuts. Dave Portnoy, of all people from Barstool, actually said a pretty banger tweet. He goes, does Eli Apple know that he has a game this weekend, or does he think they've already won the Super Bowl? Like, what he's doing, basically, and again, the Bengals don't play the Bills this weekend. They play the Chiefs. But what he's doing is saying, hey, here's a giant target. I'm going to throw it right on my back. Stay under the radar until after you win the whole thing. Then talk your ass after Some guys that. may play better with the added pressure and like, okay, now i got to deliver. I, I, gotta, I <laughs> think there's an aspect up. of like, you know, the, the brotherhood, the NFL brotherhood, yes. where like Chiefs players are going to be like, Oh yeah, dude! Oh, Eli, what are you doing? What are don't, you doing? Don't disrespect Demar, our guys. Then our guys. Like, we're all together in this, bro. They're gonna, he's, they're gonna whoop his ass. He's unhinged, and I mean, people were like, "Hey, Eli, you're the 100th ranked cornerback out of 122. <laughs> like, why don't you settle down? Whatever he's doing, he's making a lot of headlines for sure. But I looked at that and I went, "Bro, when you win the Super Bowl." Go nuts. Go nuts. You have put a giant target on your back. Here's the thing. When I'm watching that game this weekend, you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at Eli Apple. I want to watch Eli Apple the entire game to see if he gets cooked. And based on past history, he probably will. He probably will. Well, speaking of putting a target on your back, I'm probably putting a target on my back to get sued for my choice of don't do this. Because Patrick Reed is my pick today, and you know he's very litigious about people who <laughs> say bad litigious. things about him. He's on the in media. town, isn't he? No, no, he's, he's, no, he's, he's on the lift tour, right. so he That's can't, right. can't play this. He's, he's not in town this week, so uh, I don't know if this will get back to him or not. I'll, oh, you're I'll dead. wait for my lawsuit you if it are does. Dead. You know what? I will say this: well within his rights to go after the money and go to live. You know what? That's his choice, and he gets to live with it. He gets to enjoy the the perks and accept the consequences of going to live. It's also his right if he wants to pay a bunch of lawyers and probably waste a ton of money suing members of the media uh, who have said you know unflattering things about him 
Uh, that's that's also his right under our legal system to do so. But what you can't do is you can't be the villain and then still expect to be friends with everybody. Exactly. And this is what happened. So it's one of those rare cases that uh, some live golfers and some non-live golfers are playing in the same tournament this week in the Middle East, the Dubai Desert Classic. Rory McIlroy is in the field, obviously very pro PGA Tour, one of the, the staunchest guys and most vocal guys and critics of the live tour and patrick reed is also playing on the tour on this event so they were at the driving range yesterday when patrick reed started coming up to rory and his kind of caddy intercepted patrick to kind of say hello but rory was kind of ignoring him and didn't want any part of it and like patrick reed started getting annoyed and actually like flung a t at rory mcelroy like hey trying to get his attention i mean not like in a not like right at his eye or anything. Somebody but. tweeted, it's the equivalent of a bench-clearing brawl in baseball. Exactly. In golf, <laughs> though, it's, it's kind of serious. And, you know, McElroy said, I have no no interest in greeting him or being friendly with him. In fact, he had a few quotes of, you know, Rory, he can, uh, you know, Patrick came up to say hello, and I didn't really want him to, McElroy said. But uh, so if the roles were reversed and I'd have thrown that tee at him, I'd be expecting him to file a lawsuit at me, and then Rory went on to add that he actually got served by Patrick Reed's lawyers with a subpoena on Christmas Eve while he was Unreal. celebrating with his family as part of his defamation lawsuit. He says, "I'm trying to have a nice time with my family. Someone shows up on my doorstep, delivers that. You're not going to take that well." So again, I'm living in reality. I don't know where he's living. If I were in his shoes, I wouldn't expect a hello. Or a handshake. Well, this is why you nailed it yesterday, and you have nailed it as it pertains to live. Is now we don't really have the villains on the PGA Tour. The villains are now on Live Golf uh, for the most part. And how fun would it have been to watch Rory and Patrick duke it out at Torrey Pines this week? Can't happen anymore. So, um, yeah, Patrick Reed is just, like you said, he's he's in a, a fantasy world. Uh, I've got a pretty good do-do this today. D-D mega do-do. Guy by the name of Cameron Craig put on Twitter uh, the other night his reaction, Ben, to hitting a four-game parlay on Bet, BetQL or something like that. No, not BetQL. Um, FanDuel or something. He had a four-thing four parlay, and here's what he bet. Travis Kelsey, first touchdown score. Check. Got it. Dallas uh, Dallas Goddard, first touchdown score. Check. So the first player to score in the game. In the game. He bet. The, he put these all together. Jamar Chase, first touchdown score. Check. Dalton Schultz, first touchdown score. That's right. He got the one that they missed the extra point on for the Cowboys. Check. It hit. All and, and all of it these was, had to be at least... Anywhere from like so eight plus to, 600, to 20 to 1, probably. Plus 600, Six plus 1,200, 12 plus 900, to 9 to 1, plus 1,500. 15 to 1. So, yeah, all, all between 6 and 15 to 1, somewhat long shots. And when you parlay them all together, that's a pretty good payout. My dude had a $5 free bet. <laughs> free bet, put it in, the most random four things you could bet on. And when Dalton Schultz caught that touchdown. Here's what it sounded like. Yeah, dude, I'm going to be so sick if it's Zeke or somebody else. <laughs> now, Cowboys are on like the two-yard yeah, they're, line. They're, they're driving in, so a handoff, uh, you know, anything else, <laughs> a quarterback sneak, yeah. 
None of that pays off. Only thing that pays off is a, a throw to Dalton Schultz in this situation. Oh, Jimmy, man. Is he in the game? Yeah, he's, he's in the uh, He's, he's right supposed there. to do it, bro. Come on. He's in the right. Come on. Please. There's the snap. Dak rolls out. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> Woo! Oh, my God! <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's unreal. It's just unbelievable. Uh, you know what I love about this? First of all, that is exactly, I think, how we'd all feel. Like, no doubt. Tense, nervous. It gives me goosebumps thinking about <laughs> But the cynical me goes, you know, you see these ads. And, hey, I get $5 free bet when you sign up. Yeah. You no know, one ever wins anything with right. that $5 free bet, right? Well, someone did. How much did he win? $72,795. I won like $8 on a $25 free bet. Yeah. And it was like, it was because I won... I picked the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl two years ago, yeah. and then whatever website I was using, they gave me a promo, $25 in free money to bet on basically over or under half a point in the Bucks opener the next season. So, like, they score a point. Yes. You yeah, win. One point. And it was like 25 bucks <laughs> to win, like, $7 or something. And it feels like it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so he won $72,795. And then, uh, you know, he tweeted, life-changing money. And, pe- of course, because it's the Internet, people are like, it's not life-changing money. It's not, you know, and it's like, bro, let this guy have his moment. And he goes, look, for anybody saying that's not life-changing, my loans are now paid off. I'm debt-free. Life-changing. Yeah. That's all. 100%. That's not life-changing that you never have to work. No, of course. But if you're 70 grand in debt and you win $72,000. Who among us couldn't use an 70 extra grand. 70 grand right now? Apparently all the hard asses on the internet couldn't use an extra 72 grand. But uh, I thought it was so, so cool. And I mean, and Dalton Schultz, the first, out of all the guys to pick for your last one to hit. And he hits it. Oh, my God. And that is Don't and Do Do This for a Wednesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right. uh, The manager of the Padres uh, emerges from his off-season respite and uh, joined Gwyn and Chris yesterday. We got some of that audio for you, Bob Melvin, uh, getting some interesting questions from the guys in the afternoon about lineups, things that he's been thinking about this off-season. We'll get to some of that. Coming up next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Managers, uh, they uh, they're all obviously working pretty much 
12 months out of the year. What do they do in the offseason? I feel like they don't have to do as much as the players do. The players never stop. They get their, they take their two weeks, and then they start throwing well, and I lifting. Think, I think, a manager I think it, it, when the season ends, there's two or three weeks where you're doing kind of exit interviews and evaluations yeah. when you're a manager. And then you've got you know the winter meetings. And then yes. if you're a manager, you probably have a little bit of time off right around late December for the holidays and early January. But then you start emerging and, you know, preparing for spring training. And usually the manager goes over. Just, my, my guess is Bob Melvin will go on pretty much right after Fan Fest. He'll head over to Peoria. He's just in his backyard hitting practice fungos to, like, his kids. Like, hey, I need to get this I mean, you down. guys were, you were at Fantasy Camp last week. There's already players oh, over yeah. there. You got to monitor what... You know, your players do, getting reports from your training staff. and Yeah, I mean, like, it makes sense to me that Ben Fritz was out there. That makes perfect sense. It wouldn't have surprised me to see Ruben Diable out there uh, either. Like, that would make sense to me. Bob Melvin, though, I feel like a skipper. He's just like, is he watching film? <laughs> what, what does a skipper well, do? When you make it to the NLCS, that, that shortens your offseason a little bit. Yeah, I mean, no if, doubt. If you get eliminated, you know, and you just your season ends on October Second or whatever it is, then you probably got you got two months until the winter meetings, yep. so you can do something there. Yeah, you can go do fish. something around Christmas. But yeah, like Ben said, kind of laying out like Bob Melvin specifically, like his timeline. Yeah, he probably didn't do a whole lot. I mean, you I know, wonder what his exit interviews and everything. I wonder what his communication is daily, weekly with AJ Preller. You know about the roster, how the roster's shaping up. What what do you like about this guy? What can you tell me about Brent Honeywell? You know, I mean, is this. How's everybody's health? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's busy. Hey, Bob, we're talking to this team potentially to get this guy. What do you what know do you about think? him? Yeah, yeah. My guess is, if not daily, it's close to daily, yeah. even in the off season with the communication. But uh, so uh, he did spend some time with Gwen and Chris yesterday, and we're going to bring you some of that audio uh, from that interview with the skipper of the Padres right after this check traffic on 97.3 The Fan. From the premier Cadillac of Carlsbad Traffic Center, part of the premier auto family, here's Kelly Danik. Traffic is sponsored by Gomez Trial Attorneys. Seriously injured? Get a real trial attorney. Get Gomez. The folks are doing a good job of staying out of trouble on our freeways. We're not showing any incidents, no accidents, no surprises at this time. Speed's looking good, both north and south on 5 near Torrey Pines. That could all change, though, as the morning progresses. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, Gomez Trial Attorneys is ready to fight for you all the way to trial. Get a real trial lawyer. Get Gomez. Call 833-GET-GOMEZ. And Kelly Danik with Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. All right, we'll start right at the top. And I, I didn't listen to all this audio. I did see some of the, the tweets and comments, though. And, and one thing that stood out to me was, I believe Bob Melvin indicated that the Padres may not be done. Yeah, I like that. With player acquisition, which I thought, oh, that's interesting. So uh, let's start with uh, Gwen and Chris asking Bob Melvin yesterday about the depth he currently has on the roster. Well, I think there, we have the potential to have more depth this year as far as the 26. Now, you know, we're moving guys around within, you know, once Toddy comes back, we're moving around guys within the, the starting nine. But, you know, where Carpenter ends up and, you know, he can come off the bench too, where Nelson Cruz is, on a particular day, we have the option of bringing him off the bench too. I'm sure we're not done as far as looking at other players too, but oh. you know, last year guys like, you know, Sugar it did a great job for us and Dixon really didn't get a ton of at bats, just had a couple of games coming up. There's another depth piece for us too. So I'm actually happy with the depth that we have right now. And, and like I said, we're not even to spring training yet. And 
things could happen before them. And it seems like with the Padres, things happen during <laughs> spring training as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I would say I think we're good right now, and let's see where we end up once the season starts in April. All right, so uh, not necessarily done looking at players was how he phrased it. Uh, one guy who's still out there is Jerkson Profar. And, you know, I haven't really thought about him much in a while, and I, I don't think he's part of the Padres' plans, but it's interesting that he hasn't signed. Our friends at Cespedes Family Barbecue uh, wrote up a little piece about why, why is Jerkson still unsigned? And he kind of came to the conclusion that just right now there's there's just not a lot of teams where he's a fit at the moment, and they kind of came to the conclusion that the Rangers might be the, the best fit right now to go back to Texas, but they said, you know, Padres could still be – in the mix, possibly. It's just not what Jerickson expected when he opted out of his deal. He could have had eight million to stick with the Padres. I Wanted. still expect he'll get more, but yeah, I mean, the, I don't know. At least the early reports was that he was looking for something in the fifteen to eighteen range, and there's just not a market for him at that number, apparently, because it hasn't happened yet. So the obvious answer would be he over. He overpriced himself, you know, or his agent did, and and they were not really aware. And, and there are teams that need outfielders, but a lot of them are ones that if he's not going to be a difference maker, so they're like, well, why don't we just play some of our young guys as opposed to paying a Jerickson Profar? So he's finding he and his agent Scott Boris are just finding the market not to be very much to their liking. Well, let's be honest, too, guys. Let's really think about this. Is he a fit here in San Diego based on what we have now today? Juan Soto's your left fielder now. That's been established. Trent Grisham is your center fielder. Again, all of this is barring any sort of trade for a, a, an arm, right? We go into spring training. Where does Jerkson Profar play? Yeah, he'd be a fit for the first 20 games right. of the season. Yeah. I'm not giving him $8 million or $10 million to play 20 games. We signed you to a 20-day contract, right. and then, then they're pretty pretty good. Right. So he, I hate to say it. But I, I don't know that he's a fit here in San Diego anymore for with what we have. All right, we know uh, the starting rotation. One of the questions going into the season, Bob Melvin asked by Gwen and Chris about that depth and looking for the fourth, fifth, and, and maybe even a sixth starter. Yeah, you know, we, we, we have a lot of depth guys that we brought in, too. Um, so, you know, that, that, that'll that play its way out in spring training as well. You know, we had Groom in the, in the organization. Weathers is another guy. Honeywell, we just got from, you know, was with Oakland last year. So we're trying to create as many depth pieces as we possibly can. One thing that we always, you know, I always do uh, in spring training is is let the guys know that, hey, look, you know, 26 is 26, but you're always going through 40, 4,500, sometimes right. 50 players over the course of the season. So everybody in this room has a good chance of being part of this thing right now, which means you need to stay ready at any particular time. And, you know, there's going to be injuries. You know, there's going to be performance. Guys are going to perform well and elevate their roles. Other guys are not and maybe either send guys up and down. So everybody has to understand that, that, you know, the way you look at it on paper, once you get to spring training, sometimes isn't how it plays out. And we're going to need an army of guys to be able to be successful. And that seems to be the Bob Melvin mantra, right? From last year, uh, he said that. When he got here, you know, yeah, 26 guys is is what we have on opening day, but it's going to take 40 to 50 to get this done. The mantra remains the same. We saw it last year. Guys go down. Guys come up. You know, we didn't really get a ton of offensive production from really body that was one of those depth pieces. Sugar made some nice plays. I don't – did he have an extra base hit? 
at all. A double. A double. I think I remember a double. He didn't hit a homer, I'll tell you that. Brandon Dixon didn't do much. Brent Rooker. You know, some of the guys that came up, you didn't get a lot from them. Well, um, and even like with pitching, yeah, you, we stayed clear of the injury bug for, for the, the most, most part, part last yeah. year. But that doesn't mean that guys like Manaya and Clevenger weren't struggling and you needed more depth to spot start. I mean, we did see some Reese Kinnear come up, you know, last year. And, and you know, we saw guys. But he's right. At the end of the day, a good team. There's no team in history that's started the season with 26 guys and ended the season with the same 26 guys. If it is, it's a billion-to-one shot these days. So um, he's right. You do need 40 to 50 guys to to, to win a World Series, and um, I think that's where their their focus is right now because you look at the you look at the lineup and you look who you're running out there, even on opening day without a, a healthy Tatis, you still feel pretty damn good about what you're running out there on opening day. So remember last year after the lockout and the shortened spring training, uh, the Padres were talking about that six-man rotation just to – you know, give you know, you had Martinez, you had an opportunity with a little more depth there to to ease guys into the season. But Bob Melvin was kind of a reluctant <laughs> participant. He really we, was. Talk, we talked to him in spring. And <laughs> he did not want to do it. it. It's definitely felt like an idea that was being pushed down on him. I think his response was, eh, uh, I don't know, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and then the crazy thing is, is they did it for a while. It worked. And Bob Melvin became kind of, a, kind of a fan of it. So. Given the you can teach an old dog new tricks. Given the options this season, he was asked, uh, "Will he once again consider using a six-man rotation?" Well, I, you know, if 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 we have the personnel to do it, sure. I mean, it, it allowed our <laughs> he will not uh, to use our starters a little bit longer. It allowed them to get a little more rest. It allowed them to be a little bit fresher once the you know the end of the season came around when you knew you were going to go back to five, sometimes four, and as these guys were. You know, probably is as fresh as anybody going into the postseason. So, but you have to have quality to be able to do that. Right. So, you know, it depends on how stretched out we get Nick. It depends how stretched out we get Seth Lugo. You know, these two guys are going to pitch four or five for us. And if you're covering four, four or five innings on those days, and now you're going to go to a six man rotation with someone else you're going to have to do that with, it might be difficult to do. So, um, that'll all work itself uh, out as we go along. But would we like to be able to do that? Uh, of course, that means would means we have a lot of depth and a lot of personnel to do it. Color us embarrassed. Paulie just told us uh, Sugar actually had what nine doubles and three well, triples. I, we were exaggerating. I, I, I really, to make a point. I really you wasn't. Exa- no, I, I thought I, I legit thought I, he hit a bunch of singles and one. I would have guessed like five doubles and one triple. Well, if you should have said it because it totally would have sounded honest. better. I mean, I knew <laughs> no one can. Have as many at bats as he has, and not have a single extra base hit. So I said, "Oh, I know, uh, I know he didn't I have thought a home he had run. one. I know no, he, he didn't he have did a not home have run. a home run. That is that is true. All right. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think the concern is that if you have a six man rotation and too many of them are five inning guys, you're putting a lot of pressure on your bullpen. Yeah. Uh, if you do that, and that seemed to be the one concern for Bob Melvin. Uh, let's uh, get one more in here before the top of the hour. Uh, this, of course, on adding Fernando Tatis back into his lineup for this season. It is a lot of fun. There's some stress involved with it, though. I'm writing these things down, and I'm like, okay, who who do I want to get? I want to get my on-base guys up early, but does that move Manny back a slot or Toddy back a slot? Or, you know, it's, I, I wish I could all hit him in the two-hole, to tell you the truth, to get him as many bats as I possibly can. But it's, uh, it's certainly first-world problems. It's, it's a good problem to have. We'll figure out as we go along. But, man, with, with the additions of, 
you know, certainly Xander and, and what he can do, either the top of the lineup or knocking runs in. Now with Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, and, you know, the lineup gets a, it gets a little bit deeper. So uh, I've scribbled a few off and, and thrown a few around a little bit. But, uh, you know, we'll figure that out once we go and certainly once we get Toddy back after, what is it, 20 games or so. Baseball players, you have to be confident in their abilities to, I think, succeed in that job. But they have to – Padres players know. Guys that are used to hitting third or second, they're not all going to be able to do that this year. Correct. It's not an insult if you're hitting sixth in this Padres lineup. It's not at all. And, and I asked Cronenworth about that last year when they, they brought uh, Soto over. I'm like, well, he's probably going to slot into the two. Do you care? He goes, I don't care where I hit. I used to hit ninth. I couldn't care less. I just want to hit. Just want some, they just want to be in the lineup. And uh, that is going to be a look at Cadillac problems for sure. How fun is that going to be to to for Bob Melvin? I know it's a... It's a finger quotes problem, but it's like the most fun problem you well, could yeah, ever and, have. And yeah, with Jake Cronenworth, I think you know a little bit easier as a younger player. But I'm thinking Absolutely. more of Nelson Cruz or, or Matt Carpenter. You know, those are middle of the lineup type guys who are now going to be more like six and seven guys oh, yeah. in the Padres lineup. And I'm sure that they can read the tea leaves on this one, though. It's like, yeah, I, I have a great career, but I'm not Xander. I'm not Manny. I'm not Soto. I'm not Tatis. I'm probably going to have to accept a, a, a bit more of a role. And we'll hear a little bit from Nelson Cruz in the second half of our show as well as he did a Zoom uh, yesterday about joining the San Diego Padres. Looking forward to a little bit more of that coming up. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Excited to have him. And like I told you, man, I got, got a little chill the other day when I started thinking about all the uh, the possibilities for this lineup. Bob Melvin and all guests appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads, will reset, come back with more Padres talk, uh, more audio and more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.